right, shut the music, shut the music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, reptiles, amphibians, all sorts of mammals, felines, canines, and to all my Komodo dragon friends out there, shout out to the Komodo dragons. Gotta love the Komodo dragons. If you haven't seen a Komodo dragon, the point of this is don't bring them in the house. That's my public service announcement of the day. Do not bring, you want to bring a bearded dragon in, you want to bring a bearded human in, do it. Just don't bring a Komodo dragon in your house. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. This particular program at 530 at night brings an extra extra animated version of Tommy D to the show. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is, Val. We did this show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was still like in business mode. At this point, I'm just like silly quirky it's the animals they bring out your highest and best energy yeah. level this they is bring a, out the best in you it is the animal instinct and my spirit animal is apparently a komodo dragon Rawr. all right it's your boy tommy d that's my friend my pal val welcome to the show welcome to the show we got two guests tonight valerie what is up what's going on uh a lot okay so uh well first of all yes i just want to mention that uh so the entire premise of this show and the reason we started is because there's all these like amazing people out there and they're doing great things for animals. And it is so much fun to see them connect and kind of like hit it off, you know, chemistry wise, like business. Right. And um, anyway, so because of Tommy, uh, his suggestion was I should start keeping a log of who's you know, who we're introducing, what kind of business is being generated and all of that fun stuff. And I am blown away. I can't even keep up with it. Actually, Tommy, I forgot to tell you this. I was going to enter the referrals that you told me about over the weekend. But the, the whole point is that we're trying to create a better world, right? Because I know this. If I need a lawyer to do my no big deal, just changing the world. If I need a lawyer to do update my my wills, you know, my trust or get a pet trust, which is highly recommended. Why wouldn't I use a lawyer who fostered 80 cats and kittens during COVID? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, if I'm going to cater a party, why wouldn't I go to Reno uh, in Roslyn, Joanne's Gourmet Pizza, because I met him at a puppy mill protest. And we pickle pizza, by the way, by the way, pickle pizza. Reno's and he has pickle pizza. He has pickle pizza. Sean O'Rourke, I see you. I see your eyes lighting up. Pickle pizza, <laughs> New York, Long Island, Strong Island. We love Reno. That's the first ever episode of the show. Sorry to interrupt what you were saying there, but that was our first ever episode of the show. It's called Puppy Mill Thugs. And yes. I and yeah, remember that show? Of course I do. And so, but the whole concept is this: imagine if imagine if every pet parent and animal lover out there was really more discerning in terms of where they place their consumer dollars. Not only are we supporting each other in business, but also we're helping those people succeed. And when they succeed, more animals will benefit because they can donate to more rescues. Maybe they, they'll start their own thing. Who knows what they'll do for the animals? You know what I mean? So I'm really about like, we got to tribe up, right? Or herd up, whatever, whatever it is. I, I was a big Tribe Called Quest fan. We got to talk about Tribe Called something else. You know, Tribe Called Animal. I don't know. We'll have to work on that. I, I know where your head is at because, you know, Valerie, we believe that the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. We actually believe that it sort of looks like that bond between pets and their owners, right? We say that all the time. And it's almost like we plan to say that, you know? So we're building, as you say, this dynamic community of people so that they can do business together, support each other, volunteer together, whatever the case may be. Shout out to John DeLeonardo, my boy, the lion, went out there. He was. We were in front of a Starbucks because Starbucks has an upcharge. If you're a vegan and you want oat milk, or if you're not a vegan and you want oat milk, they're going to upcharge you. So we were out there. He, <laughs> I will not tell you who, but somebody on his team was dressed up like a cow. If you haven't seen the pictures, gang, check out TommyD.NYC on the Instagram. But we're building this compassionate network so that together, Valerie everyone wins especially the animals that is right learn educate advocate that's what we do on this show it's all about changing the world no big deal hashtag just changing the world 
All right, we got two guests here. Dave Bernacci is here. Sean O'Rourke is here, representing my Irish heritage, my Italian heritage, all mixed into one. We got Bernacci and O'Rourke and Tommy D and Val in the attic. What's going on? Let's get into this. Val, any updates before we introduce our friends? Um, any updates? Okay. Well, legislatively, right? So I just want to mention that currently uh, New York State Assembly and Senate are in their legislative session. They will be until uh, early early to mid-June, early June. Uh, so if you have not done so, this is how we get things done, right? Legislatively, this is how we make the world a better place for animals. We would like to ask every single New York residents to support this no-brainer of a bill sponsored by Linda Rosenthal, of course, she is the champion of uh, animal-friendly bills. Um, it's, this is a no, when I say no-brainer, I mean, this is like not even a debatable bill, okay? It's number A-00085, A-0085, call whoever your New York State Assembly person is. If you don't know who that is, just go to, New, like literally Google, who is my NYS Assembly person? And you'll get the search, you type in your address, it comes right up. We need people to call their representatives and say, they want A-00085 to pass, please support it, because it's a tax credit for spay neuter. I mean, duh, right, right? So anyway, there's other great bills that are also proposed. She's got literally dozens of animal-friendly bills, but this specifically is just a huge win for anyone who's doing the right thing and spaying and neutering their pets and the animals that they work with because so that we can, you know, not have this crazy amount of overpopulation and millions of animals euthanized every year in shelters. Woo, that's it. Yo, that was so Tommy D like, like, Yo, many, many more words than you had that, like the energy to put out there into the world. So you just like force those last words. I'm very familiar with that. In fact, I'm I'm doing it right this second. <laughs> All right, we got two guests on the show tonight. We got Dave, the organization <laughs> petsforlove.org, Pets for Love Foundation's registered 501c3 nonprofit animal rescue. Dave, how are you, sir? We're going to get back to you in a second, but tell me, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh... I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm two steps better than terrific. Thanks for asking me that. I really appreciate the, the question. I really appreciate it. So let's move. I had a lot of caffeine today. Let's move on and also introduce my buddy, my pal, Sean O'Rourke. Sean and I, we know each other for many, many years. I get to see Sean every Friday morning when we shoot marketing videos together uh, right here on Zoom. Sean, my brother, what's up? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. So if you're two steps past terrific, you're almost at awesome. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. When I get downstairs and I have four children who want my attention, I will be awesome in every in every explanation of that word. Awesome for sure. I appreciate you having me. We're psyched to have you both here. I mean, look, let's dive into this conversation, really. I mean, we see this interchange or this overlap between for-profit businesses and and really the nonprofit <laughs> sector, specifically in this particular conversation around rescues and things like that. So I'd like to just kind of open up a dialogue. And, you know, Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization? And then, Sean, I want to hear about, I know you've been involved in, in adopting and rescuing yourself and things like that. And let's just have fun together. Dave, you want to take it away? Sure. <laughs> uh, I I founded uh, Pets for Love Foundation uh, back in 2008. I've been doing rescue myself for a little over 30 years. Wow. Uh, we had actually a beautiful rescue inside one of the malls in Westbury, New York. Source uh, Mall. The Source Mall, yes. Sure. And the old owners were a business that loved animals. They actually rented us an 1,800 square foot store for rescue and adoption, including utilities, for $500 a month. Wow. Yeah. That's Unfortunately, the mall was sold at the end of 2019, and we were evicted three months later. Uh, we're trying to find a new place now, um, but everybody knows the prices on Long Island. Yeah, I, I hear you, but I guess, you know, things are expensive. Real estate certainly expensive, but these days, you know, there's a lot of shuttered up stores and, and shuttered up businesses. I mean, even the bigs, I think uh, I was down in like Lake Success not too long ago. That mall is is like that. You remember, everybody knows the Lake Success Mall up on Hillside Avenue, Border Queens. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's there's not, you know, I have a client in there, Massage Envy, and they, uh, 
you know, a lot of that Sears is empty. Anyway, Dave, I don't know where to put where we could put you, but I think there's a lot of space out there. So you're listen, that's what this show is all about, gang. If you have space and you're animal minded, you know, and you're an advocate, well, then let's get Dave tightened up, hook him up. And actually, you know, we should introduce him to Ray. Ray is also an animal lover and a commercial realtor. And I'll text him. I'll text him right now. I'll get Ray right on the phone. Right now. I'm not even kidding. I'll take I care. Just want to say this. I remember when this was unfolding, um, and I was furious. Okay, because I just don't know how you can evict a rescue that does such incredible things. Uh, I'll go into it briefly, but Dave, I don't even know if I ever told you this story, but one of my little quick lunch spots, you know, when you just want to grab something and go fast and you're not there to mix or mingle was a California pizza kitchen. And there was a guy who worked there. I'll never forget him. His name is Drew. And I talked to everybody. So when this was happening, we ended up talking about it somehow. It came up and, um, his daughter, his daughter used to go to your rescue. She, she's autistic. And he said that your reading program by her reading to the animals helped her become more verbal. And I mean, this is the kind, that's just one program. And I also want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, because I always say that animals <clears throat> bring out the best in people. Here we go. Let's try to get through it. Hold on. Ready. That was fast. My stepson now at the time, my now husband's son, well, obviously, anyway, my stepson um, was volunteering with you and it really has impacted him. He, he came back once uh, and he said to us, um, you know, I really love this dog. His name is Bagel. Do you, can you possibly, uh, you know, bring him home kind of a thing? I'm just trying to help an old dog, you know, find his forever home. At the time it was not right for us, I have to say. But then about six months later, we found out, so Bagel was very attached to this other dog. They shared a kennel, right, together, Chloe. Chloe. And Chloe passed away. And I just remember going home and being like, we have to get Bagel. We have to get Bagel. Now he's lonely, whatever. So I call up Dave. Dave answers. We set up a meet and greet for our dog, which is very important to make sure they're going to get along and all of that. And long story short, I was supposed to go on Saturday and then on Friday, Dave calls me and he's like, I'm so sorry, Bagel passed away. Oh no. Probably of a broken heart. And he cried and I cried. I can't do this, Val. I'm done with the show. No, but it's the whole point. You want to talk about true love. Bagel Bagel and Chloe were two dogs um, that we took out of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And we thought Chloe, the, the shepherd, was the bigger dog taking care of Chloe, uh, a bagel. Bagel, um, at the time she's talking about, bagel was, I think, 13 years old. And like she's saying, um, Chloe um, ended up having a stroke or something. Um, we brought him to the emergency hospital. There was nothing they could do. We picked him up the, the next morning, brought him back to the rescue to say, mm-hmm. say goodbye to bagel. We actually have a picture of the two of them nose to nose with the tongues out. Um, brought, brought, brought Chloe to our regular vet, you know, to be put to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, Bagel was absolutely normal all day, had his breakfast, went for walks, had his dinner, went to sleep, and just never woke up. He so was done taking care of Chloe. Right. Yeah, he, was, he was done taking care of Chloe. I want to say this. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, for me, this is a tough story, but I'm sure for Dave too, but I'm not trying to make everyone sad. What I'm trying to- You just I want guess, me to cry, that's all. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to highlight the great work that this man and the people in his rescue do and how much they care for the animals. And I remember the next day he, he made a post and he said, we're going to be closed today. We need 24 hours just to, to grieve about this, right? And, and then a few months later, I find out that corporate America decided we're not going to let you be here at this rate. You know, you, we're kicking you out. And, and it, it just, it, it is the antithesis of what we're trying to create here. So anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I, great story. Um, I, I just the love of the animal had for the other animal. Like you said, one was looking out and taking. Who knows? Maybe Bagel would have gone a long time ago, but you know, Bagel was sticking around, as you say, to take care of Chloe, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they, we talk about what's the word you use all the time? Sentient, right? These are these. Yes. No, these are not. These are not property. These are not property. Right. 
Sean, I want to pull you into this conversation because I want to understand. I mean, you know, you're we know each other through business for many, many years. Occasionally, we'll, we're, I see you on a Zoom call and there's a cat walking around. I know there's dogs involved. How many four-legged creatures, not not four appendages creatures, as we said before, right. four-legged creatures live live in your uh, in your house there? So, unfortunately, my wife has a rule. There can't be more animals than humans okay. in the New York City apartment. So we have one cat and we have one dog. Got it. Okay. Uh, the dog, uh, we got, believe it or not, we got the dog in February of 2020. Wow. Not knowing that she was going to be the reason we got out of the, the house. Every day. Um, every day. The cat we've had since uh, July of 2014. That's Pepper. The dog is Roxy. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and I am I am very much of the mindset. These are members of the family. They're not property. Uh, they own us. When you look <laughs> at, at all the taking care of that we do, and I mean, we we don't let Roxy sleep with us. She's got her own kennel and she sleeps there. But then she starts whining. She's learned if I whine. When mom or dad gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, <clears throat> excuse me, and I just keep whining for like 10 minutes, one of them's going to get up and get me and let me come into bed. Oh, they train yeah. us very well. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, <yeah>. they do. <laughs> and luckily, luckily, she's a she's my wife's dog. I mean, she loves my wife. So when she gets into bed, she plants herself against my wife mm -hmm. and in which case that side of the bed goes up by 100 degrees within seconds <laughs> but if susan is not home and i end up putting her in bed she's planted against me she's like okay you're you're my ship in the storm right now <laughs> and what kind of dog is that so she's a mutt um yeah. one of her litter mates uh did the dna test and she, he came Back as Chow, Chihuahua, and Hound. Chow, and hound, Chihuahua, and Hound. Wow. Yeah, and the Hound is definitely some dachshund. Okay. Uh, the way she's shaped and whatnot. So um, it's a Chow. It's a Chow How Wah. wah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, her her mother her, her mother was a long haired German Shepherd, basically. Okay. Um, where Where did she come from, Sean? Where Roxy? Yeah. Texas. Texas. So, but it was funny. She was a rescue in Texas and they flew all seven puppies wow. up to a rescue that used to be in uh, Eastern Queens. Okay. Wow. And um, Susan, we had a cat who passed away the December before we got Roxy. And my wife was on just going through pictures yeah. every night looking for, because she wanted to get a dog this time. And uh, she came across Roxy's photo and said, that's the one. And that's Roxy, yeah, and Roxy had actually been adopted by somebody else, but we went to, to see her and the woman saw the interaction among Roxy and us. And she said, this is your dog. So you, you've got the, wow. well, this is your adoption. Wow. So that's awesome. it's funny, you know what? It's funny that you're also bringing up, well, first of all, thank you for rescuing. Um, yes. Oh, I've rescued, I mean, all eight of my cats and both dogs that I've ever had. Have well, I'm sure Dave rescued. is going to keep you in mind for when you're ready again, because <laughs> you've got a few I just animals. need a bigger space so that she'll yeah. let me get more. Well, either that or the, the, the ratio. Remember, well, she, said, yeah. she said oh, no more pets than people, so... We can have a few people move in with you and just up the yeah. ante. You know what? No, 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 no. My rule is no more oh. people. So oh. that's my rule. <laughs> I'm fine with pets. I don't want people. So, so um, you know, what's interesting is that you also, you brought up COVID and, uh, you know, I just can't help but think how COVID impacted so many things. But I guess my point is, um, with regards to the old space where Pets for Love used to be, had they let Pets for Love stay there, they they would be considered an essential, you know, business and uh, an essential place where they would have to be able to go in and go out and, you know, feed the animals and everything. So 
it actually, they probably hurt themselves because that, you know, there would have been more foot traffic if they had allowed them to stay. And also, you know, again, like everything else, I mean, a lot of commercial re retailers never came back from no. COVID. Real, anyway, I won't, I won't dwell on this anymore. Sean, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't really talked about what you do yet professionally, but we'll definitely, we want to. Um, so you're involved with cybersecurity and cyber insurance. I'm curious to know, because all of the rescues, not just Dave's, but I'm sure all of them, you know, we're taking donations, we're, we're maybe selling some merch. Um, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of protecting their accounts? And it pisses me off to know what, there's one thing if you steal from me, like a, an individual person, um, we just had another fraud alert on a credit card. It is another thing when you're hurting charities, makes me crazy. Um, I saw these scam artists, they try to make pretend that they're selling promotional items on behalf of a charity. They go into the comment sections of their posts and they tag people who follow the page and they put up a sweatshirt or something with the charity's logo on it, but they're not an authorized dealer. So every single dollar that you spend is going directly to them. And a lot of times I'm told they don't even sell them. They, they don't send the merchandise. You don't get anything. So anyway, my question is though, overall, what would you say to rescues and not-for-profits? How do they protect their accounts and their security? Uh, well, first and foremost, don't assume that you don't need IT, somebody who knows IT. Uh, for most nonprofits, that's probably an outsourced IT company. Mm -hmm. Don't, it's the penny wise, pound foolish adage. A lot of people think, well, I'm small, nobody wants anything that I have, so on and so forth. You, you'll get caught just by accident. Um, it's just the way, the nature of having things, everything connected to the internet now. Um, they may not want, they may not care what you have, but the fact that they can disrupt your day-to-day -day business life and you may pay to get that back, great. Um, I mean, when you send out a billion emails a day, all you need is one one thousandth of 1% to get that and you make a lot of money um, in this regard. So when it comes to nonprofits, be smart, get somebody who knows IT if you don't to help you construct an infrastructure um, that will prevent. And then the second part of it is you also have to learn how to recover. So I spent 20 years trying to keep the bad guys out and the last seven I've been consulting for an insurance brokerage firm on cyber insurance. Because what I really came to realize is that the incidents, you may call them cyber incidents, but they're not IT problems. They're business problems because the repercussions are costly, mm -hmm. uh, both in terms of potential lost business or in nonprofits, potentially lost donations. Um, and then money goes out because you may end up having to deal with civil litigation attorneys you may have to deal with regulatory agencies, both on the state and the federal level. Um, and all of that is cost time and money. And so cyber insurance is that last backstop that you can put in place to help mitigate that financial pain all right. of having a cyber sound, incident. I'm probably gonna sound ignorant. I have to be honest with you. I just don't take this the wrong way, but I'm like, I'm like anti-tech in a way, you know what I mean? Just meaning, I don't want to learn about it. I mean, of course, we all have to use it. But I mean, I joke and I say that my husband's my IT department. When something goes wrong, I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, can you tell us what that means? Like, are we talking about certain servers, certain routers? Are we talking about backup? Like, all the stuff I don't know anything about. And quite frankly, I don't do. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. That's the truth. <laughs> what what does it mean? Like, so you bring in an IT person, what are they doing? Well, basically that's up to the type of business that you have. So nonprofits are pretty much all the same from a core standpoint. They run their business based on the donations they're able to collect. Now, like Dave might sell merchandise, 
branded merchandise and what have you, but primarily that's not where he's going to generate his quote unquote revenue. His mm -hmm. revenue is going to come through donations, possibly fees that he might charge for adoption if he does at all, so on and so forth. So the primary, the primary objective that you have when you're a nonprofit is to protect that source of revenue. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk to an IT person, you are going to, they should be asking you questions. How do you generate money? How does money go out? How do you send money out? How do you conduct these transactions? What kind of data do you hold on your donors, on your adopters, on your volunteers, on your employees, so on and so forth? Basically, they should do a triage of your organization in order to come back to you and say, okay, I now know where just on the way you do business, where your cyber risks lie. Now let's find out how big the holes are in your cybersecurity plan and how we can go ahead and patch them cost effectively because obviously nonprofits, especially small nonprofits don't have an unlimited IT budget. So let's no. patch those holes as cost effectively as possible and then understand if something goes wrong, this is what we're going to have to do to recover from that. Do you find that, that the, the, the cyber criminals, I don't know what to call them, but the cyber thieves, that's whatever. Good, that's good. Do they, would they be more inclined to go after like the Pets for Love bank account or are they more inclined to go after all of the donors information and then have hundreds or thousands of donors credit cards informations or, you know what I mean? Like, sure. So, yeah. um, or is it everything? <laughs> it, it's so it's everything. And for the most part, a small nonprofit, even a medium sized nonprofit, mm -hmm. they're not targeting them unless it's something very specific for a very specific reason. They are most likely cyber criminals are not going to target them. Okay. What's going to happen is, is that those cyber criminals are going to send out, like I said, a billion emails uh -huh. a day, phishing emails go out, and they'll just wait to see who clicks on them. And then whoever clicks on them, by clicking on them, you've installed a piece of software either on your machine or multiple machines by that point. Yeah. And then they'll just see what they can get. They'll, they'll sit there. Think about how often you see on Facebook, people are saying, don't I, don't uh, click my friend request. I've been hacked. I mean, the hacking sure. is it's just completely yeah. out of control. Yeah. But again, happens. a lot of times that's not on purpose. That's just by mistake. Mm -hmm. You clicked on something, they got access to it, and then they go and they try to get, they try to scam other people. Not necessarily you, but other right. people. Right. Because then think about it as a hub and spoke model. All of a sudden, they've got access to your accounts. Yeah. You become the hub. Awesome. They want to try to hack the spokes. Oh man, it's. Oh, I don't. I, I I need like a SWAT team to take care of these people. But there's a problem um, about right. But, Sean, but, but my thing is, I'm I'm ready to go back to pen and paper. I'm fine going back to pen and paper. But that's just not the reality of the situation. But you can't. So you, yeah. you have to deal with the reality of the situation. This would be a really long podcast if we tried to do it with pen and paper. <laughs> Every question we'd have to like, you know, just write down and mail to each other. Is yeah. that or if we all go back to the electric typewriters, you know, those can't really be hacked and whatnot. Only <laughs> we would send each other letters. It would take six months to have this show. Dave, as a small leader of a nonprofit organization and a rescue, I mean, let's be honest. I, I you know, I run a small business and I see Sean every Friday for my little um, scare the hell out of the world video that Sean does, you know, like it is very ominous. Like, you know, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, you know. I mean, Dave, when you think about this, how, how high of a priority does this fall for us as, as business owners and nonprofit leaders? Uh, well, I hate to sound um, ill-informed, um, but with everything I've done, I've really, really have not thought about it that much. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I guess I should. I'm just so busy. Yeah. You know, with all everything involved in the in the you know animal end of it, yeah. I've never really given that much thought. I mean, majority of what I have is like he said, you know, most of my donations come through PayPal or Zoom 
I don't have a lot on my on the actual computer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know what I was going to ask you, Dave. Have you heard of anything or seen anything, or experienced anything firsthand that has to do with like it doesn't have to be even cyber, but you know, like thievery or anything from a not for profit or like a rescue or your rescue? Uh, nothing a major. <clears throat> I mean, you have the mm -hmm. few less desirable people that you end up running into and dealing with that just really don't seem to care. I mean, people who have adopted that have actually sent us, given us checks that have bounced. Mm -hmm. um, we've, we've had, you have to be careful and it's disgusting, yeah. but we've actually, when we had the place, we actually had volunteers that were stealing food and donation money. Oh, I've heard this before. I've heard, I've heard this also at like shelters where I don't really necessarily understand it because the shelter that I know of has like a $5.5 billion annual budget, whatever. And so I don't know why they're getting donated food, but that's another story. But like people will take food, toys, leashes, whatever, and, and they'll shimmy it out the back door to like a, a different rescue or whatever. And I'm like, huh? I don't know. It's very confusing to me. Valerie, Val, yeah. you know, look, you and I talk about this when we're not live on a show and stuff like that. But like people are going to like not the majority of people, but there is a percentage of people that are just going to whenever there's an angle, whenever there's an opportunity to, to grift, whenever there's an opportunity to steal, whatever they're even if they don't need it. Some people just suck. You know, that's why I guess you guys are all right. Animals are better. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that is they are although i do have a cat burglar i will say that one of my cats do you know what she just stole what'd she steal <laughs> we wake up this morning go downstairs this is our tradition barry makes great coffee i don't make as good coffee as he does anyway and out of left field sitting there have my morning cup of joe he goes what's with the toilet paper bowl and i'm like i'm not even awake yet you know it's like sip number three or four and i'm like what are you talking about and he's like, look, look. So one of my cats, Phoebe, I know which one it is. She has stolen things like an earring, a roll of stamps, whatever. And then I have found her little treasure trove area. It's underneath a love seat in the room. So apparently last night she went into the bathroom basket and pulled out a toilet paper roll and was like hockey pucking it around. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so... The stash of little trinkets that she finds, it's like uh it's like the little mermaid, you know? It like it is. Yeah. You'd be amazed at what they paper clips. Oh, that's a big one. But what like if you go there, like do you think uh, this I'm gonna ask you to be inside the mind of a cat for a second? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, scary place. Close your eyes, namaste. <laughs> namaste in the attic. All right, close right. Do you're a cat. All right. So what do you think she goes back to these things? Or does they just she just keep stashing and getting more stuff and stashing and get the full the first time I found her stash, there was a bunch of little things. And it, what got me, it was actually this earring, these earrings. These are my favorite earrings. I wear them all the time. And then all of a sudden one day I left them here on the desk and one was missing. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, you know, throwing stuff around, like, what? Where's my earring? So a couple of weeks later, when I found her stash, that's when I found the stamps, a couple of the paper clips with the, the black thing on it, you know, yeah. binder clips, whatever. Sure. And, and just random stuff. But my theory is that they like things that they can play with. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're small enough. They can they can pat it around. They roll. They, they're shiny. Whatever. I mean, that's my theory. I don't really have any science to uh, back it up. Steve. You got a question for Dave? Or yeah, for Dave. Speaking of cats, they often get overlooked, as we know. Dave is great uh, breaking ground. Uh, Dave, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing with uh, certain parks in Nassau County? Oh, uh, we um, we actually worked finally worked a deal. It took a little over a year and a half of meetings, but we actually we finally um, made a deal. With the uh, with Nassau County, do you know the old storm basins, the sumps, where yeah. all the rain rainwater used to wash into? They were all fenced in. It's all brush. So many of them have feral community cats in them, mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm going to use community cats because feral is uh, used way too much. 
but um, you know, the cats used to live in there, come out into the neighborhoods to eat and everything else. But um, after all the time we came to an agreement, we made a deal with Nassau County, Pets for Love now has a permit where any sump that we find that has cats in it, we go to the sump, um, I call the county, they're very helpful. They actually show up um, with a crew. We go in, we pick a spot. They will clear it out for us in a certain area. And we are now legally allowed to put feeding stations, houses. Wow. We put our lock on their lock on the front gate. And we can go in anytime and properly take care of the cats. Remove, uh, make sure everybody's fixed so they're not reproducing. Um, get rid of any of the, you know, you know, I shouldn't say get rid of, I'm sorry. Remove any of the sick cats, injured cats, you know, kittens. Um, and it's it's amazing. And that's why I say people use feral much too much and it should be community cats. There isn't one sump that we went into so far um, where we haven't reduced that sump by 50% of the cats that are in there. That's amazing. Ones that are friendly because they were dumped you know, people think, oh, look at that. There's a colony of cats. Nobody will notice one more. Um, and some of the, you know, older ones that just, they're too old to survive out on their own. Do they end up in your in your adoption pipeline as well, Dave, these cats? I'm sorry? Some of them will end up in your adoption pipeline to get out to people to find homes? Correct, yes. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I love so, it. I was going to tell I mean, you. I was going to, sorry, Sean, one second. I was no. just going to say, look. I'm, I'm actually learning something here after a year and a half because I was about to say, wait a minute, you got access to all these cats. Who's out there doing the TNR? Like, I was like ready to say that. And then you were saying that they already were making sure that they were fixed. I was like, holy cow, I'm figuring out the game. I know how this works now. Sean, what were you, you going to say? So I have a bit of a conflicted thought about uh, fixing. I do agree. The, the community cats, and, and luckily there's no really community dog populations of any um, size that I know of, but we have actually two community cats who live outside the building next door to us. And I do have to admit, we have none of the buildings in our area have a mouse problem. Yes. At all. Well, that's true, but fixing them won't impact that at all. No, until they pass away. <laughs> and then you have a mouse problem. And then we have a mouse problem. You know what? Let me tell you I mean, something, Sean. I've, I've been that in every place that I've ever lived uh, that had a community cat and whatnot. Yeah. Never had a mouse problem. I'll help you out there. People I will don't help. realize that. I will help you with this. I will help you with this situation. <laughs> when and if those. Are you going to come live in the, the apartment next <laughs> door? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. No, no, I can't. I, I got a family out here in Long Island. Oh, okay. I got to stay. Okay. Although some nights I would like to go live in Queens. <laughs> okay. But here's what I'm going to say. Um, when and if, which they will eventually, those two cats that are doing their service outside, taking care of things. We got plenty of cats out here living in neighborhoods and alleyways. We'll bring a couple. We'll get them fixed. And we got a plenty of supply. We'll move them out to Queens. I hear Queens is really nice this time uh -oh. of year. We'll bring them out. Right, Val, we can do that, right? We're, you should, you uh, should see, uh, the, you should uh, see uh, the folks that, that take care of these cats. These know, cats are... It's TNR. I'm forgetting the R, so I'm already in trouble with Valerie because I'm not Very doing. Very much so. <laughs> but these these cats have their own homes. They get yeah, fed. They have their shelters, two, two, right? Yeah, they have they get fed twice a day. They have yeah. water. I've named one of them because he's got a mustache. I think it's a he. I don't know, but he's got a mustache, so I call him Mustachio. I love that name, Mustachio. I call it yeah. all the time. It's a great name. So uh, that's very. Yeah, but people don't realize that we have a woman who lives across the street from uh, our building, and she's been the one who's um, who's volunteered her time to catch the cats, which is never easy, and get them spayed or neutered, uh, and then bring them back, because yeah. this is their home yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But she again doesn't want them to uh to reproduce so she makes the effort to uh to do that and so every time at least every time yeah. we see her walking their dogs uh we always ask her how things are going and invariably she'll have a cat or two uh in the home recovering before they're released back out yeah, yeah. So she's what, an trapper. what most people know is cats are different um 
uh, you know, and I try to enlighten people that the importance of TNR um, because cats, um, you never know how many kittens, what kind of kittens, because a cat, unlike most, can get actually can get impregnated over a two-day period by up to eight different fathers. And unlike every other mammal, when a cat continues to mate for those two days, they continue to drop more eggs. Stop it. Hold on, Dave. Dave, hold on. Hold on. Valerie saw my face because I am now am floored. You're saying this cat can be pregnant and then continue to get pregnant from other suitors? Over a two-day period, up to eight different fathers. And, and when they have the more intercourse they have, the more eggs they drop. It's not just like the normal... No know, wonder. No wonder there's so many of these cats. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know they they're they're pregnant strictly for eight are weeks. Are you sure, Dave? Are you sure that this is this sounds insane? Yes, <laughs> that's why you could have all different kittens born from one cat. I talk to Valerie um, like six times a day sometimes, Dave, and it don't. <laughs> I've never heard this story. All the stuff you tell me, Val. All the stuff you teach me, and I didn't know this one. Really? I didn't know either. Stop. I don't know everything. I will this tell you I will say this, as soon as Dave said that, I flashed back to a, a, a mother, uh, somebody posted recently, a mother nursing their litter, and there was like a totally gray one, an, an orange one, yeah. a yeah. white one with multiple patches. Like There was a chihuahua, there was a rabbit. <laughs> so like, I mean, if she can get pregnant so many freaking times, who knows what's going to happen? It's a family show. I'm I'm beside myself right now. I, I have not heard then, that before, but it makes sense. And on top of that, they, they, they're pregnant for eight weeks, and then they nurse for eight weeks. But six weeks into nursing, they can get pregnant again. Yeah, that so I they knew. can have that multiple knew. litters every season. That's that's wild. I mean, I wonder then why they know. Like, I know, Sean. I know you're going to jump in. I'll let you do a second. Here's my question. I don't understand. Then this is so silly what I'm about to say. But like all the the lions and tigers and wild cats and things like that are. They're, they're, why are their numbers so down? Maybe like you would think, if it can happen with these little cats, these well, big it's cats. Different. It's different yeah, for well, big cats. They're, they're also hunted. Right. 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 Yeah. They're hunted. But also yeah. it's bigger. I don't think, I don't think lions uh, can, well, actually I'm not even sure now, but I have to look it up, but I don't think they reproduce as quickly. I think their gestation period is longer. Yeah. The gestation period is longer. They don't usually have, uh, and, it, and it's just usually one mate with them. Yeah. I don't think it's a multiple and dad situation. It's I more, they're, they're more of a family. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. the, the, the pride, the, there's usually just one. Thank you, sir. You know, David Attenborough for this, but the pride, usually there's just one male lion. That's the whole point. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the only one there. Yeah. Um, the lion King is not having any boyfriends on the side. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mufasa. That's pretty so, cool. Dave, uh, you know, I, I, I hate this so much. All of a sudden it's like, we have about 15 minutes left, but that's okay. I'm going to talk fast before uh, I forget. I want to please ask you to let everyone know how they can get involved, volunteer, do you need fosters, how to donate, where to find you. There's quite a few Pets for Love organizations around the country, so I want you to separate yourself and so that people can find you and support you. Okay. Yeah, we're Pets for Love Foundation, you know, P-E-T-S, the number four L-U-V. Um, org is, is the website, but we're Pets for Love Foundation. Okay. Yeah, the website is petsforlove.org. Um, Facebook, Instagram is all Pets for Love Foundation. Um, uh, and actually, the, the phone calls, believe it or not, go to my cell phone. I'm very hands-on when it comes to the rescue. I mean, I miss, I miss the building so much. Um, what you were talking about earlier with, with all the different programs that we offered. There was the reading program, which you said went over such had such success. We were actually up to eleven different organizations uh, that volunteered that worked with special needs adults. What organizations, Dave? Here on the island, if you remember, some you want to shout them out. Um, 
Bosies, um, free. Oh God! Family residents and essential enterprises, short sure, free. Robert Bud's organization. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I I have to look them up. It's I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I do. I do some work with those organizations. I love to. You know, when when you do, because you will. When you do land in a new space, I'm excited for it. I will have to stay outside because I'm very highly allergic to cats of value. No. That's true. Even when I, even, excuse me, even when I talk about <laughs> even when I talk about cats, I I'm just kidding. Well, I, Dave, he's allergic, but he has offered to to trap because that's outdoors. And he yeah. wants to learn. Yeah. He wants to get involved just to see the process and all of that. So specifically near water, because I want to wear waders. And I figure if I could wear the waders and trap the cats together in one shot, it'll be like this. It'll be like one day. Instead of we can use the help. I mean, but our, again, our biggest problem is the location on where to keep the cats. Yeah. I mean, I um I do a lot with veterinarians and I get a very nice rescue discount. Uh, because of the amount that we do, but our av average, to give you an idea of what's out there and what yeah. we do, our average vet bill runs between four and $7,000 a month. I'm sorry. To care for, for these injured and sick cats. For, for the whole group of cats you're, you're saying, you're roughly four, or not one cat. No. Right. Well, the cats that we do, it's multiple cats. Right. And that's and discounted. That's a discounted rate you're saying. Correct. Do we want to show? I don't. Again, I don't know what's appropriate. Do you want to say any highs or shout outs to any of the vets on on the island that are doing great work for you? Uh, one of the best that I work with, um, two actually, two of the best is uh, East Village Green Animal Hospital in uh, Levittown. That is very helpful, um, and uh, it's called Animal Surgical Center. Doctor Infernuzo. We actually has three locations. Um, who does? specific and special surgeries okay. um these are two vets that have a, a good business um but they love animals and they pass it on yeah. to help save yeah. rescues i'm sharing east village green on facebook give me that other one one last time if you don't mind dave animal surgical center Got it. thank you okay exactly. that's what we're talking about sorry dave that's what we're talking about we're bringing you the resources these are the ones now you have a choice now you want to go and you need to have some services done for your animal. Well, I can go to the one that's really hooking up a rescue like Dave's and is doing whatever they can or one that isn't. So that's what we're talking about. Right, Val? Is not what we're talking about? Yeah, I'm totally thinking right now about the space situation because um, I, I will say again, animal lovers are in every walk of life, every industry, every age. So I am now, Dave, I'm just going to say this out loud. I am now taking this challenge on as my own personal mission to help you find space that's affordable. I mean, I don't, we'll talk offline. I don't know if 500 is still the same number because, uh, you know, inflation kind of happened over the past few years, but whatever. Exactly. Let's talk. Let's talk. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm so determined because honestly, Dave, the day, uh, the day that you left, and I don't know who was with you, but somebody videotaped you walking out with like a, you were carrying a couple of carriers or something like that. It just shattered my heart. I mean, I was crying. I was like, this is so effed up and wrong. I mean, I'm still pissed off about it. Can you tell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually being very good biting my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> look I, i'm with you guys and i'm pissed off for greatness as well but i wonder i so what if we do this though we take this this pissed offness and we figure it out i already tagged ray aurora ray this is twice you've been called out now on the show ray, on, ray. commercial realtor friend of the show friend of the ray knows all these animal lovers he told me about this guy he used to it's a long story he used to own stuff he doesn't anymore he sold it but the point is, is that this guy used to drive his dogs around in a limo he drove it. He was the chauffeur and he had like five or six dogs and they were all going in the limo. He was like, you know, a little eccentric or whatever you want to call my kind of guy. No, I didn't think that at all. Not at all. <laughs> with the folks I, we've been out with since I've met you in this show. I know, I know, I know. But he was very successful. He owned a significant property, whatever, on the North Shore. And like, you know, he, there, these people do exist. There are, there are animal lovers who own commercial real estate. Yeah. We're going to find them. Yeah, I yeah. just have to, I'm going to tell you one quick story. Um, Cause it's just, I, 
getting people to what you said, Tommy, about you know understanding that cats are sentient beings. Um, my last apartment, um, you walked on the right side of the house, and I had my stoop there and into the house. It was a two bedroom. The corner bedroom uh, is where I would keep uh, pregnant nursing mothers. I guess you know you could hear the kittens from outside. I came home one day, and there was a little maybe six-week-old kitten curled up on my stoop. And I panicked and I heard a laugh. I turned around, it was my neighbor up cleaning his boat. And I said, no, it's not funny. I said, if people find out I do rescue and dump animals left and right, I'm gonna be evicted. He said, oh yeah, I understand that, but you don't have to worry about people. I'm cleaning my boat. I watched the whole thing. A mama cat dragged her kitten, carried it, put it on my stoop, went three houses down and passed away. <gasps> oh, no. Somehow she knew with, I guess, the sounds of the kittens, that was a safe haven. She dropped her kitten off there. Oh my God. And went off and, and died. Holy cow, I almost said a bad word. Holy cow, I mean. They know, you are like the cat whisperer, man. They're just like, they know that you're gonna, I mean, between Chloe and the bagel story, right? And. And then this story, Sean, did you want to come on the show and get very emotional and cry? Because that's <laughs> you, know, you know what? Yeah, I don't cry over people's stories. I only cry over animal stories. <laughs> I mean, I it's pretty wild. Oh, my goodness. Um, so listen, so, oh, Tommy, when you have a chance, by the way, I do want maybe at the end, I do want you to put up that picture of Bagel and Chloe if you get a chance. But um, so, so let me just get back to, okay, so Dave, we're going to prioritize the space. I'm going to really start working on this diligently, like a dog with a bone, no pun intended. And yes, yes, there was a pun intended. And, you know, just in terms of like, like, how are you in terms of with volunteers? Do you need more volunteers? Do you need more fosters? Like, well, what right, is now, it like? right now we're really hurting for fosters. Fosters, and it's only yes. cats right now. Is that correct? Correct. Um, you know, we, we literally have one dog at the moment because it's it's um, when COVID started to decrease and everybody started going back to work and going back out, you know, a lot of people stopped fostering. And it's much harder to get a dog foster person because, you know, cats are much more self-sufficient. Yes, they are. That um, is true. We, we, do, we do a little better, but, um, you know, Maybe if we had more Forsters, I wouldn't have 12. <laughs> oh Dave, Dave, who's in this picture? If you're watching us on Facebook, gang, check it out. That is big. Yeah, the shepherd is Chloe, and uh, the other one is Bagel. I love they got the angels over, the, over their heads, two little angels. Yeah. I, I'll tell you something. What The, the shepherd is, is Chloe, so Bagel's the tiny one. That's yeah. Bagel and I. Like, I thought Bagel was the big one. Why did I think that? I don't know. No, Chloe's the big one and Bagel's Chloe's the little the one. Okay. Bagel and I have the same haircut. Like, that's what my hair looks like. <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus the halo, right? Minus the halo. No halo. <laughs> There's a set of horns underneath all this hair. But I will tell you, it stands on end like that, like like that little Bagel's hair. That's special. I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, Val, as much as you try to um, uh, coerce and manipulate, excuse me, I mean, convince me to adopt an animal. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm all feel like I'm setting myself up for, for, for like to be sad at one point, but I guess I have to think about all the joy that leads up before I lose an animal. Yes, you have much more time of happiness, joy, and just, I mean, it sounds crazy, but these days I do not even have to turn on the TV. Yeah. Just sitting yeah. here watching the cats yeah. <laughs> is an experience in itself. Oh, I mean, that reminds me, I don't know if I said it live on the show or if I just told you guys before the show, I'll see if I can find the picture real quick, but I was uh, driving around Long Island the other day. I happened to be on a, I think it was a three hour conversation on the weekend with Valerie and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, saw, I saw this guy here. I don't know if it's going to come out good, but see them. He's a, he's a little, oh, there he is. He's a little, a little black squirrel. And oh, yes. Yeah. Where I live, we don't, I'll, I'll make it even bigger gang. There it is. So. Oh. Yeah, where I live, we have gray squirrels. And this he's is a jet black. Jet black. Sean, I'd never seen him like that. And he's where where he was is maybe like four miles from where I live. And I was like, what is this guy doing here? I never I've never seen them. Um, I like, I'm really, 
I want a chipmunk. Like I want to have a chip, like a pet chipmunk, which is probably, again, I know Val, I don't know all the rules. I'm a little baby junior advocate. I'm not. You a know they don't sing, right? <laughs> it's Christmas time. Right. Here. Time for a All right. So anyway, <laughs> getting back to uh, getting back to Sean. You know, Sean, I just wanted to ask you really quick. What are the names of your cat and dog? So Pepper's the cat. She's all black. Paws, nose, every part of her is jet black. Um, and then the dog is Roxy. Oh, that's right. You said that. I apologize. You did say that. That's okay. I asked again because I want to thank you also not just for rescuing, but also for rescuing a black cat. Because as Dave can confirm, black cats and black dogs unfortunately have a harder time finding homes. I don't understand it. I I cannot even fathom why. I I love black cats. I I, I the contrast usually between their eyes and and their hair is oh here we go. Oh my God! What's <laughs> up, Pepper? Look at beauty. What a beauty. Wow. Stunning. So Pepper decided she wanted to travel the last time my wife had to go on the road. Really? And so that's her in. Oh, baby. And then that's Roxy. Roxy. Oh, hey, Roxy. Well, so cute. So, two things. Oh, here comes oh, another guest. Oh, oh, my God, it's another oh, animal. Yes. Who's that? This is my opal. Opal. Now, she opal. just turned. 18 years old. Oh, wow. Amazing. You look incredible. You don't look a day over 17, Opal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my, little, my little girl. Hey, Opal. So I got to, you said, wanna, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You go first. I just want to say that, like, you know, uh, not to sound like a broken record, I'm sure I do, but there are so many incredible animals that are up for adoption. There is no need to go to a breeder. There is no need to buy an animal for thousands of dollars, get a designer dog or whatever. The unconditional love factor runs universal within these beautiful sentient beings. So, hey, Tommy. Yes. I'm allergic to cats. Have been since I was four years old. Oh. Wow. You must sneeze an awful lot. I don't. Uh, that's why I have to stay shaved. Because yeah. once their dander gets on my beard, the only way to get it off is to shave. So you know what happens to me? Shave. You know what happens to me? I, actually... I, I go like this. I have to go like on the back of my head. Like, oh no, I get that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm playing with Pepper and whatnot, I immediately have to go wash my hands and face. Wow, and you still keep the cat in the house. That's oh in... yeah. Wow, you're you're committed. You're They're better. Worth it. They are. Worth we, it. I will. I, I will say this, Dave. If I tried to do that with Pepper, she would cry like we were. Trying to sacrifice her. <laughs> so uh, she's like, a drama queen. The moment you want to pick her up and cuddle her, that's not the way she works. That's yeah, not. yeah. Someone like that, Opal, just she's, uh, she, I mean, she's set in her ways. She loves to be, but you know, feeding time is her feeding time. If I yeah. decide to sleep late on the weekend, she climbs on my chest and pats my head till I get up. <laughs> so we, we, had a, we had a 23 pound cat. Wow. Named yeah. Seamus. And he would do that at starting at four o'clock in the morning. He would come <laughs> in starting to cry. Um, and I will admit, there are times that a pillow flew out of the bed mm. at him. <laughs> yeah. And what have you. But he was he was the coolest cat. And the best part was he was out in the hallway one day and somebody looked at him and said, That's not a cat, that's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But there is, um, if we can talk after, there is something that you could use to help with your allergies. You're talking so, about oh, I've, right? I've, I've got everything. I've got Allerpet. I've got, I take my own allergy stuff and it, it seems to work. We've, okay. we've reached the detente. The dander and like, I have reached the detente. <laughs> All right. We, we almost are out of time or we are out of time. If we want to stop here, we can go on for another hour, but I think we're going to stop it in a moment or two. Sean, shout out your company name, your website, how people get in touch with you, whether they need, you know, just consultation around IT. Cause I know you're still, you know, involved to some extent, at least to tell people how to do things. And then also, um, you know, with Combs and company on the cyber insurance side, please. And I'd like well, to get a hold of you to find out more about it, please. Sure thing. So the name of the company is Combs and Company. Uh, it was actually founded by my wife a year after I founded my IT firm. So she founded it back in 05. Um, it's combsandco.com. 
So C-O-M-B-S-A-N-D-C-O.com. And you can feel free to, um, Dave, we'll, we'll email. I'll get your email and I'll drop you an email. Always happy okay. to chat. Um, and the same way with anybody out in the audience. If you got questions about insurance or what have you, you're confused by it, which is very easy. Um, we're always happy to chat. Perfect. I'm sharing this on Facebook for those of you who are on the Facebook. Val, uh, well, Dave, anything else you want to share about the organization uh, Pets for Love before we go? No, no, I think, well, I could go on for hours and hours, but. Do you have an event um, or anything coming up? No, no, we actually, unfortunately, have since COVID, haven't really got back on track with events. Got it. One last thing, Sean, I didn't ask you to do it because there's still one day remaining in something that you guys have going on. I have to, I'm going to make sure for my breakfast, I will have a photo taken by tomorrow morning. Thank Pancake, you. Pancakes for Roger. What is it? Tell us about it real quick, please, sir. Uh, my wife's late father was a two-star general and he passed away from Agent Orange related throat cancer. So my wife started a campaign every February, which was his birthday month called Pancakes for Roger. You could go for, to pancakesforroger.com to find out the origins of the, the term and what have you, but essentially have a pancake, post a picture to a publicly available social media platform with the hashtag Pancakes for Roger. And for all the pictures that we collect during the month of February, Combs and Company will make a donation to the University of Missouri Law School Veterans Clinic, which offers pro bono legal services to veterans navigating the VA claims and appeals process, which on average wow. takes up to seven and a half years wow. um, to make it through. So having an experienced law, uh, you know, legal team behind you yeah. is very helpful. So hold on a second, uh, hold on. That's tomorrow. Yeah, well, the last day is tomorrow. You so do it throughout the month of February. Pancakes, post a picture, and then tag. Hashtag, pancakes. Pan hashtag pancakes for Roger. Remember, it has to be publicly available. So if it's a private account, we're not going to see it. Or if you do it on Instagram as a story, we won't see it. But so Sorry, we're having pancakes tomorrow. <laughs> so I've had uh, pancakes, the number four, Roger, right? No, the word four. Thank you. I'm putting it on word four. Okay. So uh, uh, I've had six helpings of pancakes. Tomorrow night will be my seventh and uh, last helping of pancakes for the month of February. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a gym rat, so it's okay for oh, you to yeah. eat that much. Well, I, you know, I, the metabolism isn't what it once was, but uh, I'm sacrificing my waistline to help the uh, veterans. I a love great cause. Absolutely. I, I like this challenge so much better than the one that where people were like, hey, dump a bucket of ice water over your head. Nope. And I was like, what? And like nope. do 22 push-ups push every day. For I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. No, we want to make it tasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, Val, I'm sharing the website yeah. before we go. Before Thank, I was Thank you. I appreciate it, Tom. Where it is, pancakesforroger.com. Um, really, really special. Uh, listen, anything had to help. And that is my wife on uh, in the circle. There. Yep. Uh, uh, I tend to agree. <laughs> we are gonna, I think we're going to leave it there. That... No, I have one last thing. Sorry. Okay, we'll keep going. Let's real do it. Quick, real quick. Um, I just want to actually, uh, thank my husband cause he is also, uh, an animal guy. And, uh, I couldn't believe this about an hour before the show. He texts me and he says, coming downstairs. So I come downstairs and this young lady <laughs> was sitting on his lap. Oh no. And I'm like, uh, okay. So long story short, she was running loose. He scooped her up and within an hour, thanks to Facebook and the reach, we were able to find the owners who were hysterical to say the least and uh, reunite them. So just, there's so many ways to get involved. There's so many ways to help. And thank you. It was a very. Well, we have to, Val, I have to interrupt you because that's an important point to do. But you have to remember, and I have to remember this as well, that many people will listen to this show and never see the video. So you said, I came down and this little lady was sitting on my husband's lap. My husband's lap. <laughs> can you, for those who are either visually impaired or just not watching, can you tell them what you're referring to, please? She was uh, a four-legged little lady, about seven or eight pounds, kind of had a Maltese or Bajan look to her. I'm not really sure. But uh, anyway, you know, lost dog. 
quickly, quickly reunited. And thank goodness, because automatically I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Two cats, one dog, a bearded dragon. I, I don't know if we could do this. And then my next thought was, well, if we have to, we could probably keep her for a month because Barry's going to New York and this could become hypothetically Tommy Demise's dog. Right. But anyway, none of that had to happen. So that works out for that's good. That's good for my marriage. That's see, you're just solving so many problems at the same time. Well done. Well done. Sure. We appreciate you. We appreciate your friendship. Thank you for the time. You're welcome. Pancakes for Roger, the whole thing. Dave, we appreciate you, man. Um, thanks. I, I, we're gonna we're gonna solve this problem. We're gonna get you sorted out. We're gonna get you a new space to 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 do your good work. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Right. Just everybody that's out there, just remember, there's so many ways to volunteer and help the animals, whether you're allergic or not. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Trust me. I do a lot of volunteering and because I'm not allergic to everything, just cats. Um, I used to be allergic to hard work, but that's a whole nother thing. Val, <laughs> yeah. I have to say some words. You want to say more words before we go? Nope. Nope. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what we leave you with. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Make it a great night, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thank Good you. Yay, Gandhi. Yay, Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I supposed to do